The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So, uh... 306, 3.06 already on the I'm 6.30 chat. It is flying. I'm going to leave it a little early today. I've, I have to apologize. I've been in and out of the studio dealing with this uh, situation, which I think I have dealt with now, but it's maybe a public service announcement to <laughs> all of our listeners. So how'd you like to get this letter? I got it. Uh, my agent actually received it, and she faxed me a copy of it. It's from CBC Radio. It says, uh, subject, your personal information. Yeah. Uh, dear Andrew Gross, I am writing to inform you of an incident that may affect the the security of some of your personal information. While we are not aware of any actual attempted misuse of the information, we want you to become aware of the situation and the steps you can take to address it. We have learned that an individual broke into a secure area of CBC Radio Canada, stole a piece of computer equipment. We immediately initiated an investigation, which is still ongoing, and reported the theft to law enforcement. We have been advised by the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada Sorry, we have advised the Office of the Privacy uh, Privacy Commissioner of Canada and the Treasury Board of Canada of this incident. During our investigation, we learned that the equipment, while password protected, contains files which include information on your year-end tax slip, your full name, your address, your social insurance number, your yearly earnings can all be found Uh on this document. So what they had offered is that I could hold a Equifax and that Equifax, with a unique activation code, will give me one year of monitoring and protection against uh, identity theft, and you can register online. But when I went to register online, I could not answer the questions correctly. So it caused them to believe that I was the Maybe thief. the person, the thief. Yeah. Right. So rather than leave it for a couple of hours, because that can end up on your credit history, I darted out of the studio to call them, and I now have it sorted out. Uh, but basically, it's funny, I wasn't able to answer some very simple questions like, how much is my mortgage per month? Because I don't pay the mortgage, my wife does. And I don't know how much it is. I, and I guessed, and I guessed wrong. Mm. And uh, how much is my car loan per month? Well, I do pay that. Um, they, I have insurance attached to that. So the range that they asked was, I answered correctly if you don't include insurance. But I answered incorrectly if you do. So I had enough wrong answers that they didn't believe it was me. But they now do believe it's me. So a couple of things on on that front then is, you know, maybe before... You start to get, you, you call someone, call, mm-hmm. call the person who makes the mortgage payment or yeah. whatever it is. And, well, and I wasn't anticipating because, the questions. Well, yeah, and, and it just, it ends up being just a, a pain and, yeah. you know, being on hold and exactly. know, to get through all of that. Uh, they did handle the, I mean, she dealt with it very quickly at Equifax and I now have this one year of protection. But what they have recommended I do, and I will, uh, when I get home tonight, I'll go through the credit history in detail mm-hmm. and, and ensure there's no accounts opened or applied for that are not me. It's uh, it's a good process. I know there's some concern. I think, and Kelly Keene's told mm-hmm. us, you know, if you look at your credit report, you know, that sort of stuff, how does that affect it? You yeah. know, all that sort of stuff. Um, she said, I think you're allowed once a year. Yeah, Equifax says with this premium subscription yeah. that CBC is paying for, and by the way, thanks, CBC, um, that I can inquire as many times as yeah. I want without it impacting my uh, credit but score. But good to always, and again, go through your credit card statements. I do go it every month, right? And make yep. sure what's on there and what's not on there. My husband called me today, and he said, did you just put something through? 
And I said, uh, yeah, I meant to tell you about that because he was on doing some banking and this thing popped up. And again, because we've been burned in the past, um, we we watch it quite closely. But he called. I'm like, yeah, it's all good. It, yeah. It's all good. I just didn't get a chance. You know, to the one that gets that me all the time mm-hmm. is the charges. It's usually on vacation and uh. typically it's Vegas. So say you have a supper and it's 75 bucks, right? So they come they give you they take your credit card and they come back and it's seventy five dollars and then you add ten dollars yeah. or whatever twenty dollars for a tip so ninety five dollars and you give it back to them they put through the first seventy five to make sure your card will take the hit then they put through the ninety five because that's what it ended up being and then down the road the seventy five drops yeah. off but if you look at your credit card statement you're like well I think it just got double billed yeah. and the credit card company regardless of who it is will tell you just wait seven days it'll drop off on its own it's one thing to pre-approve it it's another thing yeah. to charge it I don't want to wait no. seven days that bugs me it bugs me as well I would prefer to just maybe it's my fault maybe I should yeah. when I get the bill say let's just make it this now right and not do two charges. Rob, we're going to get to your phone call in just a second. You know, I've been away with friends, and um, they've had they went to buy a ring, and uh, the credit card was denied because they didn't know that they were traveling. Yes. And so we Some still... Some credit cards require yep. it, others don't. And we still will call and let them know, okay, we're going out of the country, yeah. we're going to be down here. And they're like, no, with this card, you don't need to do that. But for us, it's like, I just want that on well, record. You want to hear the craziest thing? for that to happen. If, yeah. you know, you go to pay for something... No, I know it's and you awful. you can't do it, and it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I, the opposite of that, and we'll get to the call, I'm sorry. The opposite of that is this, that we were in Vegas one time. I had said to Carol, it was her birthday or something like that, shop for a purse, I'm paying for it, and she gets this clutch bag that's like 900 bucks or something, right? So I said I'd like to pay for it on debit. And I I give them my ATM card. I'm expecting them to bring a machine out for me to add my four-digit PIN number. She comes back out with the bag wrapped. And I'm like, do you need me to put a PIN number in or anything? She goes, no, it went through. It went through to your room? No, it went through to my bank account, and I don't know how they did it. Now, some cards have a visa symbol on it, so maybe they put it through as a visa, but it just seems wrong to me because they didn't ask for identification. Yeah. It could. It, it doesn't necessarily mean... How do they know it's me? I still can't believe anyone paid $900 for a purse. Ugh, believe Hi, me. Robert. Hi there. How you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for holding. What's on your mind? Hey, um, I wanted to, uh, first of all, say yeah, all the comments you're making on this topic are correct, timely, and well-founded, but I want to take it to another level. Sure. You have grounds for a lawsuit against global uh, uh, and or their IT provider. CBC, they not global. Made, it was CBC. They made a major breach. Robert, Robert, I just want to correct that. It was at CBC, not uh, global. CBC, okay, sorry. My, my, my bad. But you have grounds for a lawsuit because they have violated the bare minimum of professional standards for protecting your data. A password is a joke. Hmm. And I, I can speak with some credibility I've been in IT for 35 years, and I'm not just a guy who codes in his basement. I managed the team that was responsible for the government's outsourced financials, and my team spent $35 billion of your money every year. Got audited nine times, et cetera, et cetera. So I've got some credibility on what I speak of. And I can tell you that any system that is storing your personal tax information or stuff of a similar sensitivity, there's a minimum professional standard of how you uh, 
actually you have grounds for a lawsuit. I wonder, in Canada, though, typically to benefit from a lawsuit, you have to prove damages, though, right? And at this point, I have no damages. I just, well, other than sleepless nights, I suppose. <laughs> Granted, however, you could perform a public service by bringing them to heal and forcing them to meet minimum professional standards hmm. for data protection, which clearly they have not. That might be an interesting... I, I don't suppose they'd be inviting me back to Just for Laughs anytime soon, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting. That's, that's very... You're right in terms of... I was quite shocked once this, the scare of my personal information yeah. your was... Social, everything, your social insurance number... I, the, everything's oh there. Gosh. Everything's there to take credit out of my name right now. You're absolutely right. Like It wasn't until I calmed down a little that I thought... Wait a second, all of this was just on a, what, yeah. laptop that somebody grabbed? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Well, it, it, it might have been on a laptop. It could have been on a server in a server room. Whatever, the, devi the type of device isn't really that important. What's important is the technology hmm. they use to encrypt your data. And clearly they didn't do this. Uh, and it's, it's, like I said before, it fails grossly to meet the minimum standards of professional care that any responsible professional in the IT industry would know. Interesting. Huh. Wow, very interesting, Robert. Thanks yeah. for that. You're welcome. You have a great day. You too. Give okay, a bye now. Interesting hmm. information. That is interesting information. Now it just makes me, now my head's, you know, it starts thinking, okay, well, what does any company that you work for that has all that information, yeah. how are they storing it and keeping it safe? Yeah. Although, I think from what I'm guessing, you know, course, uh, you know, again, doesn't matter. It's a big company, but just for the courses that we have to take online regarding sure. cybersecurity that's and right. computer yep. security, I would like to think that that's, you know, top, top down. Do you know, I'm going to have to follow up on this. I don't know lawsuits my next move, probably not, to be honest with you, but I think now Robert's got me thinking and so do a couple of our listeners. So they've given me one year of mm -hmm. premium protection with F Equifax. I think I might send them a demand letter um, and request 20 years and just say one year is not enough. How do I know that that information after a year, because I would have to pay for the service myself after a year, maybe it should be for the rest of my life. I mean, who's to say when that information uh -huh. will surface, right? Yep. I think I might. Uh, in fact, I will do that. Just for, for no other reason than pure curiosity <laughs> as to how what CBC will do. Because are they still a crown corporation, aren't they, the CBC? Yeah. So they got money to burn. This will be like a, a, a sort of a tax refund I wasn't expecting. I don't know how much a premium service costs per year, but... Yeah, maybe I should send it from my 630 Chet email account, too. I would suggest you don't. Nah, maybe that is a bit of a... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do it from the Edmonton Comedy Festival account. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> We have another edition of The Hoot coming up uh, after the 3.30 news. Um, Todd Hirsch will join us. Mm, back ATB from Financial. Mexico City. Back from Mexico City. Against my advice. Mm -hmm. He had asked us uh, months ago off air. Not that you've ever been to Mexico City. No, but I've certainly kept an eye on the crime situation mm. in uh, Mexico in general. And we, we always go to somewhere really safe and a resorty kind of place. But Mexico City's well, had its troubles. I mean, so so's Cancun now. So well, Puerto Vallarta's you know, had some all problems, sorts of, yeah. Uh, all sorts of places. Can I just say? Yeah. Just shh. 
we, we've been given a little bit of a heads up on where our next listener trip might be going to. Yes, we have. And can I just tell you this? Mm. <laughs> We're very excited about it. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. give you all the details as they're uh, they're made and confirmed. But we're we're quite excited about this. I think our listeners will be as well, yeah. based on uh, destination and price. I think it'll be a and very the, popular yeah, one. Number of people have said that this is the place where we want to go. Well, so every go. trip we've taken, we've done yeah. three now. We've asked our listeners before the trip was over, where would you like to go to next? And this was the number one answer. Yes. So we'll hopefully get that all confirmed. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited about it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully with an airline that's not on strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually. Yeah, no, oh, mind. actually. No, no. I'm sure it'll be sorted oh, okay. out by then. <laughs> it better be better sorted be. out by next January. We're not driving <laughs> to that place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All Oshawa? Right. No, not Oshawa. No. No, not Oshawa. Although, certainly, that would be a, a great uh, <laughs> trip as well. Uh, hey, this question came up either on Friday when you weren't here on th- or on Thursday when you were, and I don't recall where it was. Um, but we were talking about wildfires. Remember, uh, perhaps it was on Thursday, because I think we talked to the acting chief. We did. And, and they put uh, the fire ban in on Thursday. Yep. On, which, by the way, continues, just so you all know. Yep. There's still a fire ban for Edmonton, now that the even though the weekend's now over. Um, but somebody had said, well, are you responsible if you cause a fire? And the uh, answer is, yes. yes, you are. And to what degree are you responsible? And, and then we were saying, to all degrees, if they can prove you set a fire that caused a specific amount of damage that yeah. most jurors jurisdictions, right? So uh, here's, somebody had asked on Thursday, well, can you think of an example? For example. So here's a great example. There's a teenager who admitted to starting a fire in the wilderness of Oregon. Um, Firecracker. He He was using firecrackers. Firecrackers. Just playing with firecrackers. And a judge has determined that the damage that he's responsible for is $36 million. Uh, Judge, it's in Hood River, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Uh, He made the decision after reviewing the constitutionality of imposing a fine on a minor. This guy's a minor. Yeah. Um, He said, in short, I'm satisfied that the restitution ordered in this case bears a sufficient relationship (laughs) to the gravity of the offenses for which the youth was adjudicated. Uh, The judge's name, by the way, is uh, John A. Olson. He also wrote that $36 million is clearly proportionate to the offense because it does not exceed the financial damages caused by the youth. Uh, he's 15 year old. Uh, this kid. So some of the funds imposed would be distributed as follows: 21 million to the U.S. Forest Service, 12.5 million to the Oregon uh, Department of Transportation, and one million uh, for the state fire marshal. Another million to the uh-huh. Union Pacific Railroad. And the judge is saying, "You started it. You're paying." And he's acknowledging that, yeah, he doesn't expect the youth to write a check. Um, but he does expect that amount to be paid. Well, and what they have said is that he can he can pay a minimum amount for a number of years, and and when it's shown that in good faith, when mm-hmm. you know they can you know settle on an amount, and after a number of years, that it could be you know null and void the thirty seven mm-hmm. millions. But so, but he is going it's to have message. He, he is going to have to be paying something back for uh, the foreseeable future. And I can remember when Slave Lake happened, Fort McMurray, yeah. and they have said you know if they could ever figure out oh, you know, yeah. how that started with that. Can you imagine? What was that a six billion dollar? Yeah, yeah. Was the final so, price tag? My goodness. Uh, so so think about that. But I'll I'll tell you something. I saw someone on the weekend light a fire. Really? Uh-huh. Do you know? And and I you know do about that it? I know that there had been uh, a conversation about it. Now the fire didn't uh, burn for very long, but it was in a fire pit. Um, it probably burned maybe five, ten minutes. 
Interesting. And I did. We did nothing about it. Well, two neighbors down had an open fire pit, small one, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll admit, we all just sort of didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. We didn't know. I don't want to call, on you know, the fire department on my neighbor. Um, they were out there the whole time. So I was on my deck working. So yeah. that must have been Monday, right? So I was sort of keeping an eye on them. They had this small, they were roasting yeah. uh, wieners. Yeah. And then they extinguished it. So I thought, oh. Well, I know, there, that, I know that this person was fully aware that there was a fire ban in place. And again, it wasn't like, you know, one of those ones that goes on for hours or two hours. But I also thought, you know, and it was kind of windy, as yeah, well, it was. you started to think, hmm. Well, I think that's actually why they put it out. It's a funny thing, right? Uh, the fire chief determines that there should be a fire ban, but somebody needs to see embers blowing in the wind to, to agree with that assessment. But they, like I said, they had started the fire. They were roasting wieners, and then, and like, I, I was sort of keeping an eye on it, and then um, there was this gust of wind, and then they decided to put yeah. it out. So, and they did. But I, I, I did... Th- well, now, here's the thing. You know, Stitches ta- get stitches, but they don't get hot dogs. That's... How bad do you need a, a fire-roasted a hot dog? Well, I know. I, and, and I get that they're good. Trust me. I guess me. there's other ways I, I could have done good. it. I could have gone to them but. and said, hey, listen, I have a propane barbecue if you want to barbecue yeah. your hot dog. Do you know, do you know, you know that of, there's a fire I, ban in place? Right. But see, I don't even I know do these either. neighbors, and I didn't want them to be... I can only be at war with so many neighbors at one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just... I didn't feel like... From a neighborly perspective, but also, and I know somebody could argue, well, from a neighborly perspective, you'd be protecting everyone's property. Uh-huh. I also didn't want to honestly bother the fire department for what was not an out-of-control fire. No. I mean, if they had some cu- big blazing thing going. I'm curious to know how many calls the fire department has mm-hmm. received since that fire ban yeah, has me been too. put in place. And they typically do put those numbers out. It, usually I haven't they would, seen them, though. Yeah, yeah usually they usually wait about a week. week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Especially well, after a long weekend. A long weekend. weekend, they often do on the, on the Tuesday. That's right. Mm. Because I bet you your neighbor and the folks that we saw weren't the only ones. Probably not. I, you know, I should have kept it close enough. I, I assumed that they'd Although having put it out on their own and that the fire department didn't having, come by. Having said that, mm. those darn mosquitoes are so bloody bad that how how much time very, can you spend outside? They are very aggressive oh. this year. I know the city, uh, whatever his title is, the guy in charge <laughs> the of bug mosquitoes, guy. the bug guy, he has said that this is a, that it'll cycle out, that this oh. is just, you know, with the moisture that we had, that these are a very aggressive and numerous breed, but that it'll... It'll return to normal at some point. Had bug spray on, plus like five of those different off mosquito killer. They send out mm. the cancer-causing agents to kill the bugs. Yeah, that's the stuff you want right there. Right? So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm sitting out here in a fog of mosquito-repellent haze. I got to get my... that stuff in. Or, the mosquitoes or get weren't a mosquito the issue bite. over the weekend. I got to get my ant guy back out again. Oh, the ant guy. The ants have returned. It's dry. It was two years without ants. They have now returned in force, and they're big, these guys, and angry. Like, they're big enough that you can see facial expressions. <laughs> so I need to get the bug guy back Do they again. make noises like this? <laughs> No, that's the noise I make every time I step on one. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.